Blog Talk Radio. There's some dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. Yeah, I saw that bird pick a young deer off the road and fly away. And uh, it was just about getting dark, and we started panicking, running down the bridge, not really having any clue of storing rocks in our vicinity, good-sized rocks. And uh, I stopped long enough to get a 357 out of my backpack and look back, and that's when I thought I saw one. Uh, 
yeah, really cool event. Excited. I'm I'm going. I know Shane's going. So um, a stellar lineup: John Bendernagel, uh, Cliff Berkman from Finding Bigfoot, of course. Act, act, also, Gunner, real quick. Cliff actually, yeah. uh, he has retracted. He he. Uh, they're, oh. they're, uh, yeah, the Finding Bigfoot show uh, picked him up for some more episodes, so they're going to be doing that in November. So he had, he had to uh, bail out, unfortunately. Okay, well, they may, maybe they can get a cut out of Cliff or something, and, you know, yeah. I don't know. But, that, but um, well, I'm sure Johnny will come up with a, an awesome uh, speaker to take Cliff's place. Absolutely. But Dr. Benderdagel, Todd Neese, um, is going to speak. You know, Dave Ellis and Tom Baker, both of the with the Olympic Project, are going to be speaking, um, and a and a whole lot more people. Should be a good uh, uh, conference too. You know, it's become the big the go to conference in the Pacific Northwest. So Johnny um, does a great job, and then and he does a great job of of filling the room, um, even mm-hmm. with you know last year. Of course, we had. Uh, uh, the controversial Todd Standing, which actually drew quite a few few people and um, made it interesting, to say the least. So uh, we also, this weekend was the original Texas Bigfoot Conference. Um, I know Lyle Blackburn was talking there and John Kirk. And John, I guess, was staying with our friend uh, Shelly and her husband, Don. So um, that was cool. And they had uh, Ken Gearhart was also Speaking at the conference, so if you had a chance to to go, let us know about it. Uh, I'd like to hear how how it was. What else coming up? We got uh, the Big Sky Bigfoot Conference is coming up in Hot Springs, Montana, on the 24th of October. So a couple weeks away. Um, and tonight, I I caught on on uh, Facebook earlier. Somebody said that uh, the Art Bell show tonight is is uh, a Bigfoot show. So um, give that a listen as well. I'm excited off the topic of Bigfoot, but tonight is Walking Dead is back. So if there's, you know, I don't know. Is that, do you watch The Walking Dead, Shane? I I do not. Uh, I, I still watch <laughs> a whole lot of TV, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't either, but um, actually, uh, Lene, who who uh, works at, the, at my grocery store, um, insisted that I check it out, and I got hooked, so... Thanks a lot, Lene. Um, you tie up my Sunday nights are now tied up for the next, you know. The good thing about TV shows now is the season lasts about, I don't know, six episodes, and it's a new season. So um, kind of exciting news is that uh, our Facebook group, just uh, our membership just passed 3,000, so i like to thank everybody who's who's joined us. We've had quite a few new folks come on board in the last couple weeks, so. Um, I jokingly told uh, Sasquatch Chronicles that we're coming after them. I think they've got like 7,000-something members, so still got a ways to go. But if, feel free to invite your <laughs> friends to join us on yeah, our Facebook group, uh, Monster X Radio on Facebook, and uh, we'll take out Chronicles. Um, you were, uh, Shane, you were up uh, in the OP this weekend. How was that? I wasn't able to make it. I know the weather wasn't great. Uh, you know, the weather was horrible. Uh, I got up there Thursday, and I literally uh, just got back home, oh, uh, 30 minutes ago, uh, racing home, uh, left pretty early. But, you know, it's a good drive from, from uh, you know, 
down here in Portland all the way up to, you know, uh, the Port Angeles area. It's a good drive. And so, uh, yeah, made it back safe and sound. Had an absolutely fantastic time up there, as I always do. You know, uh, did a lot of team building. We talked about some of our uh, EOP's future pro- uh, prospects, uh, some of, you know, what's going on uh, with our research. And, uh, you know, actually went out and did a little chanterelle uh, picking, which was fun uh, while we were out, just, you know, um, hiking around. Uh, even though it was just bucketing uh, cats and dogs up there. I mean, it was just raining hard up there. But, uh, you know, uh, I love being out in the rain. I don't care. And Pacific Northwest, and if you like to hike, well, you're going to probably be hiking in the rain, you know, good majority of your time. And so, uh, but overall, fa- fantastic time with just a great group of people. Uh, that uh, are just exemplary. I mean, these guys are just, I can't say enough about this group of people. So just a pleasure to be around them. You know, everyone from John Pickering and Derek Randalls, Tom Baker and Larry Turner and, uh, you know, the, the Moorheads, uh, you know, Ron was up there. And uh, it was just a fantastic time, a lot of fun and, uh, and uh, you know, just a blast. So we, we uh, got some things accomplished and uh, everybody made it back, you know, safe and sound. So. Fantastic. I heard you you uh, lost another tire. This time going up. Uh, yeah. There. Yeah, it's a long well, at story. Least, <laughs> yeah, another lone tire on my trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, time, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, pre- I'm always prepared for the worst. And unfortunately, <laughs> I blew another tire on the trailer, so there's something going on there. I'll get it checked out. But uh, I, it's still worth going up there. I blow another tire just to go back up there. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was sorry to miss it this weekend. So um, next time I will be up there for sure. Um, <laughs> you if better. There's any, if there's if uh, we've got uh, encounter shows coming up, uh, if you uh, have had an encounter or you uh, that you'd like to share on the show, um, send us an email at monsterxradio1 at gmail dot com. That's monsterxradio1 at gmail dot com, and we'll. We'll chat with you and, and see if uh, we can get your episode or your encounter shared share on the show. I did want to congratulate. Um, uh, oh, I've drawn my my brain just went completely blank. Chuck, Chuck um, that we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, he's, his show set a record um, for audience. So thanks, Chuck. We appreciate uh, it. Was a great show, and he was a great guest. Um, so and his show uh, was set set a record. So we just keep growing and growing. I appreciate uh, all the support from. I'm I'm finding out as people I, I talk to people that uh, we seem to be Monster X is the the show that Bigfooters listen to. So I really appreciate the support. Bam. <laughs> yeah, that's like a tagline. <laughs> the the <Bam>. Bigfoot <laughs> podcast that Bigfooters listen to. Bam. So. Appreciate the the support. So, well, we've got a, a big conference coming up with the Sasquatch Summit, and uh, our guest tonight is the organizer of the Sasquatch Summit, Johnny Manson. And uh, let's get Johnny on the line. Johnny, can you guys you? hear me? Okay. Yeah, Johnny, can you guys hear me okay? how are you? I can hear you fine. I'm doing great. I'm kind of bummed out. I missed out on the uh, OP this weekend. I ended up having to work in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. 
Yeah, it was a uh, it was a crazy crazy. You were thing, missed. What was that? I said you were missed. Uh, you were missed big time. We your name came up a lot this weekend, uh, especially going Uh-oh. into the. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> Most of it was good, anyways. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so hey, you know, I was I was you know I I listened to you know Monster X and I I listened to um you know very few. Um, you know, Bigfoot shows just because of time, and I got the two and five year old daughters that, you know, destroy me. But I really appreciate you guys don't have to like, um, uh, like swear and curse all the time. And there's some shows out there, it just every other word is an F bomb, and you guys keep it real clean. I appreciate that because my, my daughters like to Bigfoot, and I like mm-hmm. to share, you know, some of the, the, the blog talk shows and a lot of them you can't listen to because you know i don't want them listening to a bunch of f-bombs and stuff so i appreciate you guys like you keep it clean you know we're family friendly here on monster x you heard it here first but every <laughs> once in a while I, I i know i slip once in a while and and uh i might let a, a naughty word out so but uh i try well, who does i try real hard not to so <laughs> my five-year-old does too, but you know we yeah. let her off with a warning. You yeah. know, <laughs> I appreciate that you're letting me off with a warning too. But yeah, so tell us what we got. I, I'm excited. This is one of my favorite time of year, and you plan. We're nice enough to plan the original Sasquatch Summit like right around my birthday. So, um, what what we what's did coming it for up? You. I know, we did and it I appreciate for you. that. <laughs> it is a birthday present. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward. So tell to it. me, what what's uh, going on? What's new this year? What what do you, what's your program? Tell us all about it. Well, uh, Shane was right that that Cliff had to back out, uh, you know, kind of suddenly um, because they <laughs> decided to start filming mid-November for Finding Bigfoot. So. He said he, you know, he would do whatever he, he could, um, but so we're thinking about trying to Skype him in, or um, maybe have he and Bobo Skype in during the summit. Um, I'm not quite sure the specifics yet. It was just kind of like one of those, okay, well, how about this, or how about this, or maybe we can do this, or maybe we can do this. He's um, signed up for any year that we do the summit. He wants to be a part of it so he's already signed up for 2016 as long as filming doesn't interfere so um yeah but we will replace him i mean he you know he's not replaceable but um he's irreplaceable somebody yeah he's irreplaceable uh we can start singing beyonce right now um we're gonna find someone that will um, you know, fill the spot and, um, you know, and, and do that spot justice. You already have a killer lineup, though. You already have a stellar lineup of, of different ideas, opinions, backgrounds. I mean, really fantastic lineup. You know, uh, Cliff would be icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that first year, it was like, you know, I figured it was either going to bomb or, you know, it was it was going to catch on. And then, Right after Dr. Meldrum um, got done speaking that first year, in walks Cliff Barackman just out of the blue. And I had mm-hmm. invited him, but he, he wasn't sure he was going to be able, you know, he couldn't commit to anything. And I guess Derek had um, kind of talked him into to coming up 
right as he got off the plane, and he just walks in as Dr. Meldrum gets done, and it was just like, oh, the heavens were smiling upon me because I had, you know, asked him if he would join our Q&A, and he graciously did. And, um, you know, I thought that really added something to the inaugural year. And then last year, about four days, five days before the summit, Les Stroud emailed me saying, hey, this is Les Stroud. I was wondering if I could, if I could, you know, come. And I thought it was like somebody playing a joke, like a hater <laughs> or something. So, I mean, I looked up the IP where the mail came from, and I'm like going, okay, that's from Canada. Hmm, Les is from Canada. Maybe it's just a Canadian hater that's trying to get me to say, oh, Les Stroud's coming, and then he doesn't show up or something. So <laughs> I I emailed through Les's website, hey, you know, somebody claiming to be Les Stroud is, uh, you know, asking to come to the summit, blah, 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 blah. So as I'm emailing back and forth to this Les Stroud, all of a sudden he emails me my inquiry through his website. And he's like, oh, yeah, somebody from my team sent me this. I'm like, oh, sorry, dude, I didn't think it was you. But um, he, he, he was like, that's cool. He he understood. He's like, I would have done the same thing. So, And um, so you know, Les shows up with his film crew, and that kind of just made it – spicy too and just added to the just the coolness factor and you know we just try to we try to get a little bit of everything for everybody and let them make up their own minds whether they want to accept what this group is saying what this group is saying and just you know let them decide for themselves well i know that last year i mean obviously the big uh controversy was having having uh yeah the other guy whose name i tried to blank <laughs> out already that guy pod, pod, pod standing yeah pod standing yeah, thank pod you standing. yes yeah i mean and i was surprised go ahead oh i i was surprised that he um wanted to come because he'd never spoken at a conference he'd never like appeared at a conference or or anything like that and you know, I I figured either it would either go good or bad, but I was I was kind of jazzed that he would come to my conference or our conference. You know, since he hadn't done any others, it's like cool. He'll do mine. I mean, that made me you know feel like I had a swinging stick. But um, you know, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. But and I, and I it's funny because some people I mean really had a problem with it and. Yeah. And I, you know what, <laughs> jo- jo- Johnny's job it, it, as a conference promoter, I mean, part of that job is to put butts in the seats. And uh, should I say, wait a minute, should I say tushies? Put tushies in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, now I'm like self-conscious. I'm like, <laughs> they better not curse anymore. But, uh, no, no, uh, no. I know. But, uh you know, I, I didn't have a problem. I mean, it, it did draw attention. I mean, I think it did draw people to the conference. I was interested in what he had to say. Um, and honestly, you know, in some this ways, gave I think... People, this gave those people, those skeptics or those people that questioned anything that, you know, and, and a lot of people questioned things um, in the past, the Muppets, the this, the that, the whatever. This gave them an opportunity to confront him face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem like anybody wanted to. No, and I, I thought we lost an opportunity, really, to, I, at the time. I, I know that 
that uh, Shane had some pointed questions for him. Did you get it? <laughs> but I don't think he asked the got an opportunity to uh, share his input. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I'll tell you what, I did appreciate that the fact that he was there. You know, a lot like I said, he, there was so much animosity and whatnot. In in I, I get why. Uh, people are skeptical of what Todd's bringing to the table or has brought to the table. And, but there was, like you said, Johnny, an opportunity there to uh, approach the guy, to listen to what he had to say, and, uh, you know, take – take. I mean, do you know the cool thing about summits and conferences is there's a door, right? So you're not locked in. If you don't like what somebody's yeah. saying, you just walk out. Because there's plenty of other speakers there that attract people to these, these conferences uh, that are, yeah. you know. But you got the opportunity to um, – hear what, you know, the guy's saying, and so... Right, I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I didn't have a problem. I thought, I mean, we we could have, we had an opportunity to to press him if if we'd have wanted to, and we, yeah. for the most part... Yeah, I mean, I'd put, him, I'd put him on a silver platter for, for anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. I'd put him on a yeah. silver platter for anybody to say, hey, uh, were those Muppets, or, or, or just insert, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Did you hear her in the background? <laughs> Is that a Muppet? Muppet! <laughs> okay, Thank you. Go get, go get Grandma. Go get Grandma. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hi, Dad. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> that was a special guest. <laughs> yeah, Daisy. <laughs> My daughter, Daisy. <laughs> anyway, where so, were we? Oh. So, I mean, yeah, we, you know, we got past, past, uh, uh, so I got to ask you this: You now have an opening. I know that that like um, Dr. J has been been uh, jabbing, you know, to get on <laughs> stage and have a have a conversation with Derek Randalls. Oh Maybe. man! Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I love Matt Johnson, and 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 when you when you get through the the macho um, thing, he's just a teddy bear. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, no comment. No comment. <laughs> I, I, yeah. No comment. And yeah. The funny thing is, you know, you and, you and I, Johnny, have both been out with him and so on. And my, my experience, it was fun going. I had a good time being out there with him, and then Mike Beers was with us. And we, we had a blast, um, you know, and – and but I, he and I have some differences of opinion about some certain things in bigfooting, and and uh, I actually uh, chatted back and forth with him a little bit this week after the the uh, Adam Davies and John Carlton came out, and you know it was the first time Adam talked about uh, the the events in, of his visit to SOA. And you know I was and supposed I, to go on that trip. I was supposed to go yeah. on a trip with those with the three of them, but Matt and I had a disagreement, and I opted to just not go. And mm-hmm. I'm asking myself, okay, if I would have went, would that would it, would that those events still would have happened or whatever whatever went on? Would I have witnessed that too, or you know, just a lot of questions? And I'm kind of like, you know, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, but. But again, just you know, we had disagreement. I just felt like not going, and then that happened. I'm like, whoa! Or, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, <sighs> you know what? I 
I don't know those guys real. I know. I mean, I probably know Matt better than than uh, Adam or John, but I've talked to yeah. all three of them since, you know. And and uh, I know Shane has met Adam and John up in the OP, and Adam's got a pretty solid reputation in the Bigfoot community. So you know, it, it, it's hard for me to and see what the motivation would be for them fabricating, you know, that kind of event. I don't see how that would benefit Adam in particular, yeah. you know, but so yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, so. I hear you. I hear you. My, I've been to so, uh, what, I think five or six, six times oh, you now. Okay. Um, yeah. I tend to make kids down there. And what do you think? I mean, you've not, have you had any experience, anything similar Remotely, um, nothing like that. The the experiences I've had um, were seemed like Bigfoot related, but nothing like that. No, but I mean, I've I've seen them um, um, be you know Bigfoots. I guess you want to call them, Sasquatch. There, um, a lot of stuff has happened in the trips that I went, and then there's some trips that not a lot happened. So. But nothing like that. Nothing like portals, or or orbs, or anything like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Johnny, I got I got to I kind of want to get back to the summit a little bit. Now, yes, sir. Can Can you tell us? Uh, and we can go back back there later. But with the summit, how did this come into being? Why Why did you take this upon yourself to organize this sort of event? You know, I mean, how did this all come to be? That is a great question. Um, when I was two, my family had a Bigfoot uh, sighting and experience in Barrington, Washington. I don't remember this, but my older sisters and, my, of course, my parents do. My dad is now uh, deceased. But um, one thing about this, my dad, and this might sound cliche, um, you know, he was a what, six, five longshoremen, 300 pounds, Vietnam vet, um, not scared of anything. And I don't want to sound like, you know, my dad can beat up your dad. But, you know, my dad worked all his life busting his ass, and he didn't have time for for BS. And when we were camping and this huge thing, and my dad, it was usually the biggest thing in the room, and this thing walks by in the woods and make and, and makes my dad look small. And my dad got scared, grabbed the axe from the camper, and we packed up and left immediately. And you know, it's just like you just got to know my old man to know that um, that's just not like him. And uh, again, he would rather work than go bigfooting. I mean, he didn't, didn't know what bigfooting was. I mean. Even before he died, so I mean, it's not like, and he never talked about it growing up. It was my mom; um, she's Cherokee Indian, and she has her own kind of relationship with them, and she has her own area she visits in Quinault. But anyway, um, so since that um, experience, I've always grown up with, you know, Bigfoot on the brain, and we moved to, to Grace Harbor late 80s, early 90s, and, um, you know, we're in the heart of it. I mean, we're in the, the you know, one oh, yeah. of the biggest areas. Mm-hmm. And and there was nothing, I mean, 
you know, you got them in Ohio, you got them in Texas. I'm like, how come we don't have one here? And we, you know, we have a lot of them, or at least sightings um, here. We we should do something. And so I did. And, you know, I've had experience, um, you know, promoting whether it's music events or, um, you know, being in radio. We do a lot of promotions. And so it was just, it was kind of a no-brainer, you know? So I mean, and, it, and and it's grown. How many uh, is this? Will this be the third year, or is this the fourth year? Yes, this is the third year. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. so I've been to all three of them right now. Yep, yeah. and we had over seven hundred people last year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's growing exponentially. It's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, it seems like every year we got to try to top it off. You know, we had um, Tokyo Broadcasting fly in from Japan to cover it for a show that they do, um, that they do over there. It's like a, um, you know, mysterious animals in the woods kind of show. And, you know, we had a a couple of documentarians from Canada come down and, you know, we had Les and his crew come down and, and it's like, I almost have to get a Bigfoot here to do a presentation kind of like top last year. You know, right. <laughs> it's going to be hard, but we'll we'll try. We'll try to do something. I don't know. Well, it kind of it 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 should grow just on a little bit on its own right now because of you know got momentum. I hope so. I hope so. You know, and I got a lot of good help at the um you know the the Quinault Indian Nation. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a well, my son is Quinault, and I've always had a, a really um, tight-knit relationship with um, a lot of the tribal members and the tribal elders. And, you know, I can go camping in, in, on, on their private land, uh, you know, overnight if I, if I want to, you know, in, in, in places where they know that they're Sasquatch there. Um, so, I mean, they, they treat me really good and I really appreciate them. And, and uh, you know, we have um, Butch Pope come in and bless our event every right. year, um, and their um, opinion is, and they have, you know, almost daily interactions or experiences um, with them. You know, in Quinault and Tahola, is, is they want to educate people too. They want people aware that these beings or whatever you want to call them are out there. Um, and, and, you know, maybe respect the, the land and the woods and the fact that there are these, these creatures out there living and um, peacefully, you know. And, and yeah, first Nations area. people re- really do have a different take on the whole phenomenon of, of Bigfoot Sasquatch than, than white, white people do. I mean, they... they I mean, it's just part of their culture. Yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, us white guys, we like to uh, enslave and kill things that are different than us, but they live in harmony with them. Um, yeah. So the, what's the, the lineup looking I mean, like? The, Go ahead. Well, because the in, the in, that it, see, it's held at the Quinault Resort, and they've really when every summit I've been to. Well, this will be my third summit, obviously, but uh, they really. It's just really cool. Uh, the first time there, I walk in and they have this huge 
um, Sasquatch site statue, and they got these these you know Bigfoot prints on the ground leading to the the summit room, and the the whole my whole, whole initial experience walking in was like, wow, this is really cool. Uh, you know, they really went to town getting this organized. I mean, obviously, Johnny, you had a huge hand in that, uh, but uh, it's they really welcome. Uh, the speakers and the guests and just a really great venue all around that I really appreciate. And I've been to lots of conferences and summits and this one is, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like my favorite. I just love it. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And, and it's just for, it's for people like you that, um, you know, that are, are enthusiasts or researchers and then people that are just curious and even for skeptics to come. Um, there's a business owner that was there the first year and he was um, at his vendor booth, and, you know, he's a pretty uh, active community um, member, and um, at first he was kind of like giggling, rolling his eyes kind of thing, and then by the end of day two, he's like, Johnny, I, I think I'm a believer after seeing everybody's everybody's evidence and everything that everybody was showing and, and their presentations. I mean, it'll change you if you accept what's being given well a lot of times you know what's being given you know for me personally you know uh being involved with the Lint project and some of the presentations that we provide uh you know there's a lot of a lot of really good i think uh solid evidence uh nothing absolute but you know for for a lot of your enthusiasts or, or skeptical people to actually go in to these to the summit and and get you know hands-on sort of experience you can talk to the researchers you can see what they're about you can see what they're you know a lot of people bring casts and audio and other uh things and uh it's a really great venue for that it's a really hands-on i mean you know everybody's available to talk to before after the whole friggin' weekend and you can get a, you know um you get a lot of bang for your buck if if i'm wording <laughs> that right i mean yeah, you really do i mean it's just uh, and then, you know, you're right there on, on the coast, which is fabulous. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even Ocean Shores, they get um, they get sightings all year round. And it seems like, you know, they're coming from the hills to the beach, whether, I don't know if it's a food thing. I mean, I don't know why, you know, and I don't know if anybody else does either. But um, it um, it's it's kind of like the perfect spot. And, you know, we got a lot of good help. And, and the first year, and and actually every year, um, since the first year, I've always asked the presenters, you know, when, when I'm talking to them about about coming, um, just for for suggestions or input, because you know it's you guys, the the, the researchers, the you know Olympic projects, the Meldrums, the um, that have gone to all of these different ones, whether they are in attendance or presenting themselves, and they've seen what works and what doesn't, what, you know, what's good, what's bad, what do people grumble about afterwards when it's over. And I wanted to, you know, just take bits and pieces of, you know, any suggestions that somebody with, you know, experience at these might have so I don't make the same mistakes that a lot of the others may have, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know this, this. This, you know, as far as conferences and stuff, you know, the, the Sasquatch Summit is kind of in, in its infancy, but yet it has really become 
the premier summit up here in the Pacific Northwest, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, it, you can see it, it grow year to year. And a complement to what you're doing is that you get return speakers. I mean, you know, a lot of the same speakers come back because I think they they appreciate what you've done, what you put together. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, of course, you get new speakers every year. Uh, I mean, we got yeah, you got Scott yeah. Scott Nelson coming this year, which I, I'm really interested to hear what he has to say. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I really appreciate that, Shane. I do because, you know. Um, um, it's, you know, you, you hear only the bad, you know, like afterwards. And I don't want to say we do anything wrong or anything bad. It's just, you know, you get the people that, um, you know, the grumpy people or the, you know, no matter how, you know, what we do, oh, it sucked or, or whatever. But you, you don't really hear, hear the, good, the good, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I've always wanted to mix. Speakers. I always wanted to keep some from the previous year, and then rotate some some new ones. And then, um, you know, and I always tell the speakers after the summit, okay, if I don't invite you back next year, it's not because I don't want you back. I want you. I want you next year. You know, just so they don't think that, you know, I don't want them, and and we don't want to hear what they have to say. It's just there's a lot out there, and uh, you know, um, I'm talking with David Pilates right now for 2016. Dr. Meldrum's confirmed for 2016, and then thus far, uh, Cliff Brockman is confirmed for 2016. So you, you you see the kind of rotation in and out that that I'm trying to work with. So it's just it doesn't just get kind of like the same people every year, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it keeps it fresh, and yeah, and, that's, yeah. and it gives and and you want to hear. I mean, I've seen. You know, I've seen Cliff speak a number of times, but he he always has something different. You know, and he's out there all the time um, when he's not filming Finding Bigfoot. He's actually Bigfooting quite a bit, so you know he's always got something new and it's and exciting. And 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 the same thing with the 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 Olympic project. You know, that they're, they're active, so uh, I'm, I'm always anxious. Even though I'm part of the Olympic project, I like to see what what is going on. You know, uh, what has happened and what maybe something that I've missed in in the year that, that, uh, cause there's always, there's, there's so much going on and, uh, yeah. and it reminds me of stuff too. So, and, and, you know, last year he had Les Stroud, which was, was, uh, uh, interesting. And he was, you know, it was in, he was in that time frame and he was do, getting ready to do his Bigfoot episodes. So yeah, it was, um, good stuff. I mean, and it, it, it just, uh, Something that I mark on my calendar now too, you know, that's the uh, the event that that, that I want to attend. Um, you know that that, and then we have Hopquatch. So, uh, well, thanks which, a lot. I mean, I really appreciate that, and I'm always open to suggestions. If you guys have suggestions, or any of your listeners have any, um, you know, we're always open. Dang, we were thinking about, um, you know, because we have the track casting thing on Sunday. It's kind of like an impromptu. Um, you know, if people want to come, great. If they don't, because, you know, Sunday people are checking out and this and that. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the Olympic Project hosts a track casting that's um, not too far away from um, the the Quinault Beach Resort Casino. And, um, you know, we we put, we make a fake track just to, um, you know, explain the do's and don'ts after all the years. Um, I mean, Shane, you have more experience than I would at this, but um, the do's and don'ts of, of track casting, mm-hmm. if you 
happen to find one or a track line out in the woods, what to do and what not to do. Exactly. And and that's one of the really cool things about the summit is that, like I said, it's a hands-on thing. Uh, uh, you know, you, you actually do take, you know, we do take people out to uh, to an area and, and cast tracks. And, and, and if you have a question or as to what to use and how to use it and blah, 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 I mean, it's right there. In fact, you don't even yeah. have to wait that long. You can ask it at the summit because uh, after a presentation, during a presentation, before a presentation, everybody is pretty much readily readily available to talk and discuss stuff. I mean, you have a ton of vendors that go to these events. You have um, the different speakers that are set up uh, to discuss uh, their, you know, what's going on with their research or research in general, and and it's very hands-on. And it's just it, that's why I, I really love because. You know, I went, I've been, you know, since the beginning, uh, my first time there, I was blown away. I was like, this is awesome, and <laughs> I, I'm going to come back every year. But it was, you know, I got to travel around the room and talk to people, you know, and, and see what they had going on. And, and I had a lot of people. It was really cool. And th- this happens to other, other events, but I had a lot of people approach um, me with their, you know, circumstantial evidence or trail cam pics. Um, blah, blah. And, and so I got to see what was going on with enthusiasts and other researchers and uh, make connections. Uh, so it was just, you know, it, something that, uh, you know, you, you can complain about these things all day and you could be a, a negative Nancy and all this stuff. But uh, <laughs> it, if you go to something like the Sasquatch Summit, and I recommend it, uh, come away with something, I freaking guarantee it, you'll come away happy, period. And you can make a lot of connections. I mean, you can mi- mingle with those that you want to mingle with and those you appreciate, And as I have done. And I've come away uh, every year with uh, more knowledge and more ideas and, and uh, got to see some really cool things. So, Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. The check must have cleared then, Shane, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it did. So I, do have, <laughs> I have a suggestion. I, I would get Stain, Shane Corson, whatever his name is, Shane Hardcore Corson on stage. At the uh, I was going to ask things. him when you guys were talking <laughs> at the intro about you know who I was going to replace a cliff with. I was thinking maybe Shane. Uh, you Shane, know. Shane, <laughs> Shane, talks, uh, Shane talks himself down, but he has a lot to say. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm right, though. Doesn't mean I'm right. I'm okay to say that. <laughs> it's a real you know, man I, to I, say I, something like that. It takes a man <laughs> to say that, though, you know? Actually, yeah. That's rare in big footing for anybody to say that they don't, you know, they don't know anything for a fact. <laughs> you know, um with that's, the summit last refreshing. year there there was a gentleman last year, uh African American gentleman, and he was kind of standing on the ends um during I think it was the Q and A on Saturday and he his uh English accent and he you know, he raised his hand, and I gave him the mic, and he's like, am I about crazy, or do I got to drink another fifth? And people were kind of like looking around like, what's he talking about? Well, in the bar, I'm asking him, you know, hey, you know, what, what's the deal? He drove down from Canada to try to get some answers because he and some skiing buddies um, saw one. I think it was like through Stevens Pass, and ah. – they they didn't talk about it. They didn't acknowledge. They didn't even look at each. I mean, they all saw it, but 
Bigfoot is supposed to be like the tooth fairy and not exist. So he, you know, they're like, he, he's like, am I crazy? What's going on? And I mean, he, it was almost like he was mad that he saw it and it really weighed hard on it, on his mind. So I kind of like, I kind of put him together with Derek and to see if Derek could like, you know, help him out because of what happened. And I tried to tell him, you know, that's a gift. If you guys saw that, I mean, you guys are lucky because a lot of people would die to see what you guys saw. But um, I just thought it was really remarkable that he came down from Canada just to try to, you know, figure something out with something that he saw and couldn't explain, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, that was, uh, you know, one one person that, that kind of stood out or you spoke to, and, and I ran into multiple multiple people and groups that that were down from different areas out of state and whatnot that um there was a lot of people that had there that that uh were just curious because they had seen something or or and it just blew their mind and they just wanted to learn more about uh the subject and what other people are doing and you know how can this be you know uh yeah. and and it well you know, you go there and you you come away. I I believe you come away with a lot of knowledge, and you come away with contacts. And if you're really interested in the subject, you want to learn more about it. Perfect venue for this. I mean, just a perfect venue. Uh, but that that's incredible, Johnny. Uh, that's uh, you know, I I, re- I remember uh, Derek talking to me about that, and uh, he you know, big old smile on his face because uh, you know that's something we kind of live for. <laughs> yeah, it's like we all want to see see them again, and and um. And it's really frustrating, and maybe you guys have the same frustration, you know, when you you talk to somebody who's, let's say, a skeptic, and you, you try to tell them, you know, how much evidence is out there, and, you know, you, they bring up the Patterson, oh, that was a guy in a suit, right? It's like, well, no, it wasn't. Um, we have tracks. Oh, well, those can be faked, right? Well, yeah, they can, but these ones aren't. And, and well, we have this, we have that. And, and if they saw everything and listened to everything, how some things can't be hoaxed and and how some things don't add up to just a simple this is fake that maybe they would change their tune you know mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know if you guys no, feel that frustration again. yeah no i have it time and time again you know uh you know Lynn project currently right now is working with individuals that same sort of scenario uh that you know thought it was a joke uh you know there's no no way this thing existed uh and then you know, hunters, uh, some of the people we work with, and others. Uh, just that one sighting, I mean, bam, uh, blew their mind and went, wow. Uh, how? And then they got to question everything. They go, well, have I been around them before? Have I not? You know, the whole the whole nine, they're just, they're just like flabbergasted, and they don't know who to talk to. They don't want to talk to, a lot of times, you know, uh, anybody. And, um, you know, I'll refer back to the summit again great venue to uh go to and talk to people that are working on this uh that take this very seriously you know uh, very seriously and you know like we're talking about before you know with johnny you're talking about compliments you know how you don't get a whole lot of compliments for doing the summit but you know it's the same thing for a lot of researchers or enthusiasts or people interested in subject is that it's not like they're looking for compliments but the amount of time and work and money and the whole thing that goes into a summit, well, you know, researching quite the same, but you know, uh, there's, you know, it's kind of a, 
it's a, it's a difficult endeavor, regardless of you're doing a summit or research or both. <laughs> you know, you're going to get yeah. those that negative stuff. And but that's yeah, not, it's like that's, you can you can yeah. have um, a, a set of tracks with dermal ridges that that are just beautiful, and you know what they are, and you present them. Oh, those are fake. You did those. Somebody did. Those are hoax. Those are fake. It's like, no, they're not. Look at them. Ah, oh, those are fake. <laughs> of, hey, those are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing I think for the, and, and, you know, if you're a Bigfoot researcher and your goal is to be there at the day of discovery and contribute to to that end, it, you know, it still comes down to we, we have a lot of, we have all the anecdotal evidence that you could ask for, you know, a history from, you know, that goes back hundreds if not thousands of years. There's, you know, there is some, there is DNA of uh, of something that, you know, is somewhere between man and, and ape. And then there, you know, there's vocalizations, there's, but to, to prove the the existence first that I I think the the honest is on on Bigfoot the Bigfoot community to vet their evidence and and uh, we we have to have either a, a specimen live or dead or or a long term um, Jane Goodall kind of uh, scientific study where you know we're able to Unfortunately, you know, the best stuff that we have, um, the best video is, is, you know, from 1967, and, and that isn't enough to convince me. And you come up with good, you know, video on its own right now, it would not be sufficient to, to prove it to a layman. They're going to think that it's somebody in a suit or that it's CGI or, or whatever. So it's, you know, I, I don't try to convince, you know, I have conversations with people because I own a grocery store and everybody knows that I'm into Bigfoot. And so people I've had, in fact, I even use it in my marketing. Like I'll, I'll write letters to my customers and talk about my Bigfooting stuff. And I have people come in and, and, and make fun of me. And, you know, and I had a, a guy that uh, came in a while back and like, and I've known him forever. And like, you know, are you really into this Bigfoot thing? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you know, we won't get into that then. I said, what? Well, well, what? And he's like, you know, you need. You, well, I've been out in the woods my whole life, and and you know, you need to prove it. To I, me. I said, no, nothing. you need to prove. Yeah, I said, uh, you need to prove to me that they don't exist. And then, you know, I've, you know, there's, and uh, and he like, well, you know, and then by the end of the conversation, really, he he said, well, I want to go out with you sometime. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's uh, it's it's. And I don't try to convince anybody. I mean, if somebody's hardcore doesn't want to believe, it's you know you're fighting it up. You're just banging your head against the wall. And and uh, for me, it's you know an interesting hobby. It's nothing else. Um, you know, I'm still I'm I'm still at 98 percent that they exist. And I always until I have the confirmation experience where I see one for myself, I say I reserve two percent that that every other experience was misidentification or the people were just crazy. No offense, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> but I mean that uh, you know that uh, it, and I think almost everybody does reserve until you see one, you know. And I've heard and seen a lot of weird stuff out in the woods, but none of it I can say 
with you know definitively was uh, Bigfoot. So until I have that that confirmation experience, I'll keep my two percent. But I lean hard to the fact that they they do exist. I hope you see them. <laughs> Johnny, what's your position on on Sasquatch? I mean, you've never had a actual visual, have you? So, uh, yeah. But you've yeah. been around yes, First Nation and your mother and and gr- growing up with this. What, what's your position? I I have had a visual, um, and and I I'm not counting the when I was two thing because I don't know what I saw. I know what my dad my dad told me. You know what he saw. My sisters they saw and my mom was in the outhouse at the time of all the people that should have seen this was my mom and she was in the outhouse but um yeah i i have had a you know a visual but um yeah i'm 100% i'm 100% on it um and it's like it's like i'm i've almost like stopped trying because it just seems like the more i try the like the harder i try the the less that happens and you know I'm here and I live in the woods and I know that they come through here to get down to the beach I have two young children and they supposedly like watching young children so you know we just go out in the yard and play and I I just kind of I kind of I don't know I, I don't want to say stop trying but cause I, I don't care to prove anything to anybody because I know they're there and um, you know, I don't know if the whole world needs to know if they're there or not. I, I, I'm starting to like question, um, just humanity, the way we do things and the way we're going and what good could possibly come of it or what bad could possibly come of it. You know, I'm just, I'm starting to question myself a lot. So, um, but I'm a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you cause I'm, I, I'm on one I, because I, I enjoy the mystery part of it. I mean, that's the intriguing part to me is that we could have this this large, unknown, you know, unproven uh, primate, for lack of a better, unknown creature in our woods that has been here all along and, and has been able to evade uh, detection for the most part. Um, you know, I like that. I like that mystery part of it. And yeah. My my first goal is to to prove it to myself by having that confirmation experience. But the you know, and my concern about if they were uh, a proven species, you know, are you going to have yahoos out there that think that's a be a really cool trophy? Of course, I wouldn't yeah. want to be the yahoo that goes out there and I mean, if they if, if shooting one was easy, we'd have a body already. So yeah. So good luck with that anyway. If if. But, <laughs> However, you know, like you're talking about, Johnny, is the layman doesn't really think about it, um, you know, that they even – it's not in their consciousness of, of that they're out there. So if if, every, if it was a proven species, you know, my concern is that there would be uh, yahoos that wanna, would want to go out and hunt them. So Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you go to the summit – November 20th, 21st, you're going to meet a lot of people and see a lot of different presentations that are um, maybe pro-kill or... I, actually, I don't think there's a lot of pro-kill people at them. 
the summit, but I don't know. Maybe there are, and they're just hiding. Um, and there's going to be the the spiritual uh, philosophy people, and you know, it's just kind of like a an assortment of big footers, and you know, you kind of take what you want. And then this year we have Scott Taylor, BFRO. We have. Um, Let's see, I forgot the lineup. No, Scott Nelson, Crypto English, Ron Moorhead of the Sierra Sounds, uh, the Olympic Project, Eric Randalls, David Ellis, Tom Baker, um, Tom Cantrell, Tom Powell, uh, Todd and Diane Neese um, of Beachfoot, and I think I know I'm for, oh, um, Paul Graves is going to present, and just, of course, just Bob Allen. Just added Shane Corson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Shane Corson. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have you know, you also have like Toby Johnson. I mean, you got a yep. a really yeah. uh, I, I mean a, a a variety of opinions and experiences and research methods. Uh, you know that uh, you know I, I really do appreciate a lot of these guys. You know, a lot of these guys I I don't necessarily agree with, but they're good friends of mine. Yeah. And, um, that's the thing is we get along and a lot of times we collaborate because we know something's out there. We just know it, uh, for, for many of us, not for everybody. You know, I work with Gunnar Monson all the time and he still has that, you know, 2%, uh, you know, open door. Uh, well, yes or no. But, uh, uh, it, the thing is I like, I like that the fact that I don't have to go and attack them. They don't have to attack me. We coexist. And yeah move forward and that's what i appreciate yeah yeah i totally feel you there and there's some that that go on the attack and and it's not i don't i don't like that and um that's why i don't have many attackers at the summit but um um, and then bob gimlin will be there are you saying you're this Patterson yeah. Gimlin yeah. footage, he will be there. And, you know, people ask, is, is Bob presenting? And I'm like, you know, Bob gets to do what he wants. Bob can come and he can sit <laughs> there and be by himself or he can talk or he can he can do – this is his summit. He can do anything he wants, you know. <laughs> no, but, Bob, yeah. boy, if you if, – and, and if, if, if you're in the Bigfoot or you like, you know, and that is – for Bigfooters probably our – cherished piece of evidence, right, that we've got at this point is the the Patterson Gimlin footage. And um if you if you wanna meet a genuine and uh hardcore cowboy by the way and, and sweet heart of a guy, I mean Bob has go go come to the summit just to meet Bob because I mean it's worth it just if you haven't had the opportunity. And and fortunately because at at one point you know, Bob had been kind of gotten out of Bigfooting because he'd been attacked so much, and yeah. you know, it wasn't. It didn't. God, for a long time, that event was was kind of a curse on his life. Um, but fortunately, you know, he um, found his way back into the, the Bigfoot community, and and um, Bigfooters have you know welcomed him back with open arms, and he. If you get a chance to meet Bob, he, he is just uh, great to be around. Very sweet, humble guy. Um, so, 
if if you're on the fence about coming to the summit and for no other reason, you can come and meet Bob. I mean, you know, the rest yeah. of us are just Kate, but Bob is awesome. <laughs> He's a legend. Speaking yeah. of another legend, I hear that Peter Byrne is going to be in attendance. And, you know, this is the kind of cool stuff I like about how things kind of just happen because, like, last mm. year, John Bendernagel uh, was coming – just as a guest, and then I offered him, you know, a, a table because, uh, you know, he has his books, and, you know, he, he graciously accepted a table to be able to sell his books. And then last minute I had uh, like a 15-minute kind of chunk, and he um, went up and did a kind of just a really thrown-together um, kind of presentation just on the cuff. And, yeah. you know, things like that kind of make it even more interesting than it already is since we're talking and about John. Yeah, and speaking of John Bennett, I mean, he's working on some really exciting stuff right now um, uh, in Vancouver Island and surrounding areas that uh, their local uh, TV stations picked up. I don't know if a lot of people have seen some of what's going on out there right now, but I guarantee he's probably going to talk about that. If not, you can talk to him about that if it's not part of his presentation, because I know he'll be glad to speak about it. But it's pretty exciting stuff, like really good vocalizations and sightings and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, really exciting stuff, and John is... John, John, to me, is another Bob Gimlin. I mean, he's just the most down-to-earth, honest, nice guy you can meet out there. Uh, he's just one of my personal heroes just uh, for his stance um, on the subject, uh, putting his name and reputation on the line to further the study of this subject. Uh, he is stellar. I love the guy to death. And he will be at the Sasquatch Summit November 20th and 21st. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Johnny is a consummate promoter, by the way. I mean, it, it, uh, <laughs> which is when you're putting on a, an event like this, part of your, you know, part of the job, part of the deal is to put butts in the seats. So, uh, well, yeah, and I you mean, do a great job of getting the word out, and so, and you know, I was a, a club DJ for for many years, and it used to be, you know, I would I would train other DJs to to perform for five people the same as you would 500, you know, and the same with the summit. I mean, if there's only going to be 10 people there, then they're still going to get every, everything that was planned. And just like there would be 10,000 people in the room. Um, you, you might, know, and you might have to up the ticket price though, if they're only going to be 10. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, it's only 30 yeah. bucks right now. And, yeah, and so I, super great deal. That's really cheap, I guess, from By what the I hear way, conferences. As we're talking about uh, talking about, uh, um, how can people get buy tickets to the summit? Well, they can go online to sasquatchsummit.com and click register, and that'll take them to where they can um, they can you know purchase tickets and. Um, and then they'll be waiting for them at the door. Um, and, you know, we it's not like that's all you get. I mean, you get some swag with that, 30 bucks. You know, you get a really cool Sasquatch Summit lanyard, and then you get, like, a Bigfoot keychain and this field manual and thing for notes. And, you know, I mean, it, it might not be much, but it, it's cool, you know. And then um, we don't throw T-shirts in to the $30 price because 30 bucks is really – inexpensive for a, a summit but I mean if we threw in a t-shirt it would probably be you know 50 bucks or 55 bucks or something but we do have t-shirts there for sale and they're you know 
they're inexpensive shirts and they're really cool. I just got the design and I'll post it on the Sasquatch Summit Facebook page. And, um, you know, it's facebook.com slash like Sasquatch Summit, I think. Um, it would be good for me to know that, though, huh? And then I'll post it on the website, SasquatchSummit.com, as well. So if you're looking for the, tickets, yeah, so go you ahead, can go, go to you can go to www.sasquatchsummit.com and click on yes. register, and you can get your tickets. So and there's there's still plenty of t- room left. Um, I'm sure rooms are going fast in uh, in Ocean Shores, but uh, I've always been able to get the sneak in at the end. So, yeah, last year I guess uh, quite a few places sold out for the summit. I was, I was like really jazzed. I was like, yes! Um, now the Quinault um, Beach Resort, they have you know the Quinault Beach Resort and Casino, the hotel right there. They also um, have the Quinault Sweetgrass that is in Ocean Shores. It's probably I don't know a couple miles away, but not you know not too far, um, but. They have some summit packages available too that um I don't remember if it comes with complimentary passes or if it comes with discounted passes, but if you get a room through uh quinaultbeachresort dot com or quinaultsweetgrass dot com there is some kind of incentive there um for the room packages in the summit so and and you there's how many vendors do you have? I saw that the vendor um slate was full uh we got about 10 um you know we don't want to overdo it or anything but they're all bigfoot or all or most are bigfoot related whether it's you know bigfoot clothing um or you know being out in the field like grace harbor unders uh will be there and they deal with this patented kind of like under armor but it's um i i don't want i want to say better um with the way it breathes and you can wear it in the heat or the cold. And um, it's a really remarkable facility from Hoquiam and um, they're going to be there. So it all has to do with Bigfoot or researching. So, I mean, uh, you know, we're not going to have, I don't know, Susie cream cheeses, um, disco balls or anything like that, you know? (laughs) Well, those might be handy. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, depending on yeah. your method. That's <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, uh, I've, I've been a, I've been a vendor. I, I've been a vendor the last couple of years. So, it, it and it, it if you're a, you know, get a chance to be a vendor in the future. Um, sign up. There's lots of, lots of big footers up there, and they, they do spend some money. So it's, it's yeah, uh, and you know, vendor fees it. are dirt cheap. They're dirt cheap, mm-hmm. and then we give half of it back to you afterwards, you know? Wow. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> you know, well, we just want to make everybody happy. You know, the first year we didn't charge vendors at all just because we didn't know, you know, we just didn't know and um, if people were going to embrace it or anything. And, you know, we didn't want it to be a waste of vendors' time. And then, you know, and it come to find the vendors were selling out uh, first night. And, well, we got to charge them a whole bunch of money and make money off of them. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's always a vendor fee somewhere, and it just covers properties like electricity and, and you know, stuff like that, or Wi-Fi, right. or I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, nobody's getting rich, okay? At least I'm not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's it. You know, it, I, we kind of talked about this briefly before, but 
you know, as a researcher, enthusiast, whatever the heck you want to call me, I don't care. But I don't make any money out of it. I, I spend – actually, my wife gets on to me because I spend a ton of money researching. <laughs> you know, I really, really do. It's crazy. Uh, between gas and equipment and batteries and uh, uh, time off of work and the whole nine, I spend – it's extraordinary amount of money, but why? Because I'm passionate about this. I know there's something that this entity, this being, this creature, whatever you want to call, it, is out there. What it is, I don't know, but it's out there, and I love um, studying it and researching it, and I love pairing up with those that I believe have uh, like-minded ideas. And so, the, to me, it's 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 more than a hobby. You know, I'm, lots of people spend money on hobbies, but this is more than a hobby. It's something that I pursue wholeheartedly, and Johnny, I think you're the same way with the summit. It's it's you enjoy putting this on for people. Uh, you enjoy um, getting like-minded individuals together. You like uh, getting different uh, opinions out there and stuff. And but just providing a, a really really cool venue for people to get together and listen and talk to people and stuff. And and so you get you, you, what you get out of it is not m- monetary. Uh, it's not money. Yeah. It, it's something else, and I'm in the same boat, and I, I, that's why I love it, and that's why I promote the Sasquatch Summit uh, the day I go there and the day I leave, because I think it's a great, great time. I appreciate that, Shane. I really do, man. It means a lot to me, and um, um, this this event has, you know, has done so well with, you know, supporters like yourself and and the the vendors and just everybody involved. You know, we we do have a lot of good help. Um, people, the the and gosh, don't don't judge me, <laughs> but the 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 UFO and, and and community wants me to to put something like that on for them. And you know, just because somebody um, you know has a belief like that doesn't mean I can't hang out with them or be friends with them. I mean, I don't care. You know, I, I don't necessarily never seen a portal or a mind speak or a cloak or anything, but that doesn't mean I can't hang out with somebody that claims they have because, well, they're either lying, they're insane, or they're telling the truth, right? That okay, okay. So, I'm going to stop you right mean... there. Gunner, drop this guy now. <laughs> Off air. Cut the show. We're done. <laughs> Where's my <laughs> chill button? Yeah. Where's my chill button? We got a but, troll you know, they, in here. The, no, the UFO community wants wants yeah. something like this so they can come and and – you know, kind of have the same thing, but for them. I, I, I guess I don't know. I, 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 mm-hmm. I think anything's possible. I mean, I've never seen a UFO. I don't know if they're real or not. I guess it'd be a lot, of, a lot like just the general public and Bigfoot. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I. So anyway, yeah, that's my story. Yeah. Well, I'm sticking to it. Kudos to you because obviously uh, those that are interested in, in that subject see your value and creating, you know, the Sasquatch Summit and what you provide there and uh, your hard work. Uh, so, I mean, that I mean, regardless, that's that's kudos. I mean, that's just uh, people recognizing your value and what you do. So, awesome. Thanks. Hey, Maybe we should do a, a nationwide tour. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Bigfoot Nation. Um, yeah. We have a... We have a caller that has a question, so or Uh-oh. or a story to share. You guys ready? Let's take uh, a maybe. caller. Yeah, that's okay. No problem. Hey, hey, Jesse. This is Gunner with Monster X. Are you there? Uh yeah. 
Hey, welcome to Monster X. What do you got for us? All right, so I have a story about a uh, Sasquatch encounter that happened, I think, maybe two and a half years ago while I was up in Maine camping. Give it, give it to us. All right, so I was up in Maine, and I was, I was camping, obviously, and it was maybe about 11, 12 o'clock at night, and I heard a rumbling outside of my tent, right? And I'm thinking, oh, man, come on, not a bear. I don't have anything to protect myself right now other than, like, my machete that I just had to get through the brush. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, please don't be a bear. I shut off my flashlight, all that, and I look outside, and I, I could tell this to anybody else, and they'd tell me I was lying, but I looked outside my tent, and I swear, maybe seven to eight feet tall, uh, hairy, ape-looking thing, walking right through the woods, breaking branches, you know, trying to get through, and I sat there in utter awe, like, what, are you serious? Yeah. Man, it was crazy. Looks like somebody's got a uh, lot of background noise there. Yeah. What what time of uh was this early morning, late night? What time? It was um it was like eleven, twelve at night. Okay. In Maine. And and we have heard re- uh reports in Maine before. Uh I think Ducks or uh Dax Rushlow works out in that area. Have you heard of Dax Rushlow? I've heard the name but I haven't really like researched him that much. Okay. Well he's a as a contact, he be uh he's a he, he he takes a snowmobile out there and he does a lot of research in that, that area and he'd be a great contact. I know he's on Facebook. Um and then after the show you can maybe uh send us an email or whatnot and we can get you in contact with him because I guarantee he's the perfect guy to go out with in that area, uh and he's hardcore about it. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, you, did you did you find this thing to be? What were your initial impressions looking at? This? I mean, was it ape-like, human-like? What? Well, my, it was it was maybe it was pretty close. Like it was it, it was different encounter than most that I've heard. It was maybe about fifteen to twenty feet away. It was seven and a half, eight feet tall. Had definitely humanoid uh, facial structure, but hair all over, and not like short hairs, like long, drooping, wet hairs. Like, it just went through the, like, it went through a lake or something. Yeah. So, Jesse, oh. I, I always ask people, what what was your, your context, your concept of Bigfoot before that that uh, encounter? Well, before, I actually never believed in Bigfoot. Like, I always thought, oh, come on, Bigfoot, that's crazy. That's just a myth, a legend. And then I saw it, and I was like, all right. All right, I believe. <laughs> so, well, since your since your encounter, what uh, are do you go looking for Bigfoot? I mean, are you researching, or are you researching online, or or what? How how has it how has it affected you since? Well, um, since I've gotten in contact with like. People around my area that have seen, I've been in Bigfoot, like, groups, meetings, and all that, talking about it, talking about their experiences and all that, and told them my experience. And it's just been a great experience, for lack of a better word, to, to you know, have people to talk to about this stuff. 
are you coming out to the Sasquatch Summit? Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to make that. <laughs> you should. So I'll definitely 100% try to clear up my schedule. We have people. Yeah. We've had people come in from Maine. They have flown in from Maine, Texas, um, Florida, uh, Canada. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Nice. nice. If I if I can find a space in my schedule, I'll definitely I'll contact you guys. Tell tell you guys I'm coming, and we could have a fun time from there. <laughs> yeah, I will right, pay for Jeff. your admission if you if you come from Maine. I will pay for your admission. <laughs> really? Yeah. That would be fantastic. Hey, Johnny, I'm coming from Oregon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. How far away do you have to wait a minute? How? Okay. Well, well I, appreciate your, I appreciate your calling in, Jesse, and sharing your encounter with us. Um, and thanks for listening to Monster X. We'll uh, get back at you. All right. Thank you for having me, guys. Yes. Yeah, please contact us. Thank you. And. This cool. goes right along with, with, with the Sasquatch Summit. This is the sort of thing you hear at the Sasquatch Summit. You get a lot of people, enthusiasts, people that have had experiences that show up and they've never shared a story before, but they know that they're uh, in with a group of people that will listen, that maybe can share stuff that may be similar with their personal encounter. And, that won't uh, judge them. That won't judge them. They say, okay, well, you know, tell us what you got. Tell us what you saw. And... You know, uh, it, it goes from there, and I made a lot of great contacts through the summit, uh, and I know that the Lent Project has, and other groups have, and you can share it with uh, an open, you know, there's a plenty of open ears there that uh, won't judge you. And there Indeed. is, I mean, Indeed. speaking of one of the really cool groups that has made contacts there, the Tillamook Forest Research Group has made a lot of contacts at the summit. <laughs> Hey, I'm a promoter too. I had to plug the Tillamook group, so. Um, <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm, um, we've also got uh, another caller on the line. Um, I think we'll recognize him when we get him on here. Hold on, just a second, John. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mark, Mark Marcel, how are you, buddy? Oh. Hey, you guys. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. We're doing. We're doing good. I was, I, I was just going to give my first name as Mark. Out in Westport. Oh, sorry, was it? <laughs> and, and, and for the for the long distance I'm driving to the Sasquatch Summit, I'd really appreciate a free admission or two, maybe with a couple extra hundred for all my friends that are coming with me. <laughs> but anyway, okay. I just wanted to call in for a second. I really I really like the show. Hi, Johnny. Um, Hi. I, this sounds this may sound like a shameless self promotion, but it's really not. I wanted to I wanted to just hark in on on the great three years coming on three years that we've had with the Sasquatch Summit because Johnny I don't know if most of the listeners know but Johnny is extremely well connected out here in Southwest Washington he knows a lot of guys radio you know all the time and everything and with that he's taken the Sasquatch Summit and and just done tremendous stuff with it. I, I, I'm ashamed to say I did not make it for the second year last year, but I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, and I do remember that moment when Cliff walked through the door. I was like, hey, yeah. Cliff, hey, how you doing? And I mean, it was an hour and I couldn't get a word in with him because everyone was swamping him for autographs and the chat and everything like that. 
Um, but I can say I believe that what Johnny's done with the Sasquatch Summit has um, it, it's certainly been a great promotion for our area. It's a great festival. It's a great event, and everybody who's listening should come. But I think that because of that, um, there have been other folks who have been um, a little bit more open to the idea of the big man in the woods, you know, more open to discussing the idea of Sasquatch openly. With that, Johnny knows that here in Grace Harbor, there's um, one of our great museums, the Polson Museum, that's currently curating an exhibit uh, starting yesterday called Sasquatch Revealed. And uh, this is an exhibit that is officially curated by Chris Murphy, and it's going on right now with a lot of neat artifacts and a lot of cool stuff. So I'm glad heard... you mentioned that too, because okay. we're we're working with the Polson Museum to. Um, I think they're going to um, donate some of those items to display at the summit, and then those oh, who attend the summit, yeah, those who attend the summit um, will get a discount on the Polson Museum exhibit. That's great. And that what brings me to my shameless self-promotion that I wanted to <laughs> tell you guys about is because I attended a festival in uh, Aberdeen. We have a local festival in Aberdeen called the Water- Watershed Festival. And uh, we attended that, and I had a chance to talk with Johnny and my mutual friend, John Larson, about it. And so on the 22nd which is of November which is the Sunday immediately after the Sasquatch Summit, uh, John and I have put together um, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on that Sunday for any summit attendees who are going home or, or whatnot, there's going to be an Ape Canyon presentation at the Polson Museum on 1 o'clock uh, on November 22nd, which will accompany the last week of the Sasquatch Revealed exhibit. Perfect. So, um, not not. I mean, I don't want to take. You know, John and I agreed we don't want to take anything away from the summit because it's a fantastic event. But just <laughs> for anybody who is like getting over their hangover from Saturday night or whatever, <laughs> who wants to swing through Hoclam and just come by, I'm going to be doing a presentation, and we can wrap about the uh, Ape Canyon project. I'm going to be making a presentation there at one o'clock. Oh um, wow! So just to let. Just to let everybody know, and John at the Polson said that he'd be contacting you, Johnny, about that um, yeah. little yeah. promotion on yeah, that and as that's, well. Yeah, that's great. And, and it's just like perfect. The timing of the Polson getting the uh, exhibit and then the summit, and then, yeah, we're working together, and it's just like a marriage. It, it really is, and that was my point. That, that 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 was what I was wanting to get at. Is that Johnny? You not to like you know to, to promote you anymore about the summit, but I mean really for the Sasquatch <laughs> Summit, it's really gotten people just talking a little bit more about it. People's wrapped me up here in Westport a lot about bring me stories and whatnot. It's really opened it up for more general conversation, and instead of being frightened about people thinking you're a weirdo or whatnot, you know. <laughs> so it, the Sasquatch Summit is. is Done, has done really well. So I'm hoping, I don't think I can make it there on Friday, but I'm going to be there on Saturday uh, to enjoy Perfect. the summit. Um, so anybody who wants to come out on Sunday, the Polson Museum is kind of having a backup kind of like dinner talk, if you will, after that. Fantastic. That's going to be great, too. You know, and you guys, or the, the Polson Museum had a really nice write-up in our local paper. None of the media outlets 
besides my radio station want to want to cover the summit. Breaks my heart. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. We'll have to fix oh, well. that. What could we, Johnny? If you, Johnny, if you want to bring by a flyer, if you want to bring a flyer down here to Westport, I'll put it up here in the aquarium for you. I will totally do that. That's the uh, Westport Aquarium down there at the dock. The Westport Aquarium. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up, but yeah, if you want to, that'd be great. (laughs) It's awesome. Hey, you guys, you know, Monster X Radio is like the premier Bigfoot radio program here you guys should do a shameless plug hour <laughs> <laughs> i think we just did <laughs> i think we yeah i think we could go on for the rest of the hour for that but yeah i i completely agree i mean you guys sorry i don't mean to get on on this but gunner and shane i mean you guys have been tremendous i mean you guys have been able to really promote monster x very very well on the internet and Twitter and elsewise, you know, Sasquatch Coffee is a really good vehicle for that. But Monster <laughs> X has really opened up um, a lot of dialogue um, for a lot of people, and it, you've had great, great guests on on the show as well, including tonight. Um, but <laughs> Monster, Monster X has, has done a lot for the community. Um, just in my short time in the Bigfoot community, it's it's done a lot. So I really appreciate what you guys are wow. doing. Well, well thanks, that means Mark. a lot. I appreciate it, Mark. Yeah, you bet. And yeah, Mark, you know, thanks for your support. Yeah, one, we're we're going to be going to Ape Canyon <laughs> with Mark sometime <laughs> in the no near future. Bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's because I'm I'm psyched, and I know that Shane is. I mean, out 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 of body about it. So uh, we're you know it's one of <laughs> something we're really looking forward to. So I don't know. If, I mean, for our listeners, Mark. Um, the took it upon himself as a layman. I mean, he wasn't really didn't really have an interest in Bigfoot per se, but uh, he the Fred Beck story that you know back in 1924 the cabin and the uh, miners were up there and had Bigfoot Bigfoot throw rocks at their cabin all night long. That cabin uh, disappeared. I mean it. And and the location was nobody knew where it was, and and Mark, these these are the kind of things that that uh, require somebody who's really obsessive compulsive. And a little bit cra- maybe a little bit crazy. I'm not I don't know. I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist, and I don't play one on TV. And I think we all are. So, but he took it upon himself to go out and find. Um, recover for for the Bigfooting community the location of of that cabin. So wow. So um, wow. It, yeah, it, it, it's been a trip. I mean, you know, I just wanted to call in and promote the Sasquatch Summit, and this isn't like an Ape <laughs> Canyon kind of show because we already did that. But um, yeah, it, it's it's been a labor of love, and you know, I I just grew up. You know, I so I'm almost 50 years old, and I grew up in that generation of you know the early 70s of just being you know entranced with the unexplained and whatnot. So I've known about the Ape Canyon story my entire life, and then one day I just came across an extra piece of information that got me back into the story. That you know, for better or worse, culminated. It was it was just stupid luck. Culminated in in finding strong evidence of the cabin site. 
And since then, all of you guys here on the show and the rest of the Bigfoot community have thrown me into a very, very loving, accepting community and um, have been very, very, very much interested in the whole Ape Canyon story and the rediscovery of the site. So I, I'm, I really appreciate just the fact that I can go to these conferences and meet all my friends and that I can call into Monster X Radio and, hey, everybody knows who Mark is. And so that's a really good <laughs> <thing to know. laughs> Yes. You know, um, talking about that 1924 experience, um, do you guys recall the, um, or I think it was 1924 Oregonian articles about um, the the Bigfoots that yes. was floating around? Yes. Yeah. Well, they that... mentioned they they mentioned Bob Pope or um, um, Pope Fred Pope, and in there uh, as one of the Quinaults that um, was interviewed. Well. Fred Pope, um, that was in that article, his grandson is Butch Pope, the the Native American tribal um, um, member that blesses our summit. I, you know, actually, oh, I awesome. did I did not know that. Yeah, and his wow. son that's in attendance, that his name is Fred Pope also, and it's Fred's like great 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 or great great grandpa that was in that article. So. It's just kind of like the circle of life. You know, actually, you know, we like to think that, um, you know, pick any date in history, World War Two, World War One, and that, oh, that was so long ago. And we tend to uh, can it into this circular file of history of legend, and it's things that are untouchable. But the if if nothing else, I always I always believed that, but if nothing else, the Ape Canyon research is really kind of hit home that that long ago really wasn't that long ago because I've been able to contact the grandson of one of the original miners and the daughter of one of the original wow. miners, and they're still alive and willing to talk about their story. So the, you know, I, you know what, I guess whatever it takes, if it takes, you know, the 1924 Eighth Canyon incident, so it, so it goes. But really, these, you know, in a sense, these people are still alive and still willing to talk about their story. And I feel Mark, that's really, really important in the Sasquatch yeah. community. Mark, you you would be a perfect speaker at at the Sasquatch Summit. You'd be a perfect speaker. I've heard you speak at uh, Guy Edwards' Hawkwatch event. And uh, yeah, I did that. Beachwood. Yes, and so you'd be a perfect guest to speak at the Sasquatch Summit because what you've done is. Well, okay, you guys. This is Johnny's show. You guys. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're promoting here, so. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, you thank know. you very much. Sorry. <laughs> trying to get out of speaking at the summit, I think, is what I think is going on. That was pretty transparent. Oh, Shane, are you going to speak? You should. That'd be great. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but, you, you, uh, but Johnny will work be that out. That's what some make Mark, and people can. Reach out to you and talk to you about what yeah, you're doing, yeah, and that, be, uh, yeah, that's I'll a, be you're another. Out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, okay, more more shameless promotion of the summit. There, that's why I went the very first year, because I had understood that Bob Gimlin in the 1960s had visited the Ape Canyon site, so I knew he was going to be speaking that first year. And so I just walked in. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody except that Jamie Trimble had contacted me 
and says she was going to be at the summit. So I walk up, and I'm like, hi, I'm Mark, and she says, hi, I'm Jamie. And I tell her why I'm there, and she says, oh, have you met Bob? And she put me in contact with Bob, and Bob Gimlin was nice enough to sit down with me for like about an hour, and we just chatted. I mean, all of you guys know Bob Gimlin and know how warm a personality he is. But she was nice enough to sit down with me and lay out his whole experience of going up there with horses in the early 1960s and visiting the Ape Canyon site. And that's a very, very important contribution to the Ape Canyon research. And that wouldn't have happened, sorry, without the Sasquatch Summit. And so that was was a really, really good contact for me in in the research project. That was very important. Well, you know, we're hoping to... To open doors and network um, so many others too, like yourself. And and you know, I've made tons of friends. You know, Shane and Derek and David Ellis and and even Matthew Johnson. Um, and you know, I know other people like you have have met people and 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 connected and networked and and now we're all friends for life. I hope it's true. Yeah, it's really true, and I, I've, I've been, I, I've, I've really experienced that, you know, with me being thrown into this community, going to these conferences, that you know, believe it or not, you know, because I deal with other, you know, scientific bodies, you know, with the aquarium that I run and everything, and conferences that I go to, and I go to other scientific conferences with marine mammal stuff or fish stuff or whatnot and experience what it's like to be in a research community, really, when you go to the Sasquatch Summit, when you go to some of these other Sasquatch conferences, you really are in a scientific body. These are big brains who really come to these conferences. These are. This is not necessarily the Star Trek convention or, you know, you know something like that. There are real hardcore researchers, real big brains that come to this come to these conferences and have a lot to contribute, and um, they are contributing to it. These are people that you can contact with and make real connections that really progress the whole research in the subject. That's very important. Very humble, though. So, no, and and that is, I I have appreciation for for the hard work that, Johnny, that you put into... I mean, this is no easy task to put this thing together. It's a lot easier than trying to keep up... It's a lot easier than trying to keep up with Shane Corson in the woods, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why... That's why we... I I have dubbed him Shane Hardcore Corson. Yeah, he is hardcore, man. (laughs) Yeah, so... You want to, you know... Shane, okay, Shane tells you if you want to experience Bigfoot, you're way better to go off off into the woods where Bigfoot is than sit around camp. So it's easy. If you're not wearing it, you're not living it. If you're not out there, you know, like this oh. past, like like this past weekend, uh, we were so thick in the brush. It was pouring down rain. I had, you know, I was just soaking, sopping wet. Uh, as Derek Randall's and John Pickering, some of these other guys out there. We were just so drenched and just had moss all over us. I mean, we were deep, but it was it was a fun experience. So if you're not if you're not wearing it, you're not living it, and that's just my motto. <laughs> they would have had to carry like me a, out. <laughs> that sounds like a Cabela's <laughs> commercial or something. 
Well, anyway, that or guys, or I, I'm going to hang up and, and listen to the show. All right, show. Thanks for thanks coming for in, calling. Buddy. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for the show. You bet. All right. Bye. You bet. Thanks. Well, that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> I love so more just, I mean, Yeah, I mean, again, well, it's interesting because there's some people that you meet in the Bigfoot community that just are really – really humble people and, and have contributed to me. That's, that's a treasure for the Bigfoot community. It's kind of like the guys in, in Bluff Creek that, that took it upon themselves to go and uh, find the location of, of the Patty Patterson Gimlin film, because basically the location had changed so much and, and you couldn't find, nobody knew where it was anymore. And again, I think Bob Gimlin played a role in in uh, helping them determine where they now have uh, determined the, the uh, film site to be. So, uh, and 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 for uh, Mark to have, and it was again, it was no easy task for Mark to to find this location. And from my understanding, it's it's quite a a treacherous hike to the it site. Is, yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you, Mark. And, you know, a very humble guy, very uh, sit down and you can, you know, sit down and talk with Mark. Great guy. Great friends. If you, have, if you ever get a chance to watch his presentation, and I understand there's one coming up right after the Sasquatch Summit. So um, he does a great job of, of sharing the information and uh, uh, every, any, any changes it up because of the times that I've seen him present i've seen him present three times now and i always learn something different so yeah um, and a uh, uh, great guy get you know i've hung out with him uh cool dude so um yeah and, cool dude. and and cliff and uh cliff yeah shane and i are are planning a trip to to the site with mark and uh it will be the subject of a future monster X show so and nice. we're stoked about it so I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Oh, you got to come. Are you still there? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So there's a little event coming up this, again, uh, November 20th and 21st in uh, the Sasquatch Summit in uh, Ocean Shores, Washington, at the Quinault uh, Resort and Casino. Yes. Yep. Hosted by Johnny Manson. And, and I'm looking and at the site. You know, so at the site. Thirty-nine days, twenty-three hours, twenty-three <laughs> minutes, and eight seconds. <laughs> you, you know, when you can I see uh, went up to, excited. <laughs> when I went up to Soa my first time with uh, Matthew Johnson, he called me Johnny Monson um, <laughs> for like the first two days. Well, that's because yeah. he missed me so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so so let's let's talk about let's talk about Soa a little bit. I mean, it has been okay. the, the the subject of uh, you know a lot of. Uh, I mean, Adam Davies coming out of the closet, so to speak, about about the events down there was a big deal, um, and of course, it seems like as the more um, paranormal stuff that comes out. Um, the bigger wedge it seems to drive between between the the apers and 
and um, those that, that I don't really like the term paranormal, but paranormal isn't kind of get the bad rap. Um, Tom Powell, who will be speaking at at the summit, is for me is does does a great job of of talking about um, the definition of paranormal and and presenting that side of it without with a you know logical you know non sensational way. So. Um, if you haven't heard, and I understand he's doing a new presentation. Yeah, I've yeah seen um, I'm not quite sure what his so. presentation's on, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe he said he, it was yeah a new fresh, fresh presentation. Yeah, so um, he's an entertaining so, speaker. He is. Yeah, I know he he's a good. He uh, of course he is a a, a science teacher, so. He's used to to teach, and so he does. But he does a great job. All the, I, I've not seen anybody at at the, the summit that has has not uh, performed expectations uh, that I that I had any expectations about. <laughs> so yeah. Um, up, so it it uh, it was. Um, Tom is another one that will be. I'll, I I enjoy his presentation. Ron Moorhead. Ron and I have talked to the. He's a member of the OP, and and we've sat down and talked about. And and we all have different um, ideas about uh, um, uh, what what the nature of these animals creatures might be. So. Uh, well, and when it comes to in regards to SOA, I have never experienced mm-hmm. anything paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's always been, um, you know, either seeing them or hearing them or feeling them, you know, run around the perimeter, shaking the ground kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, um, n- nothing along the, the the paranormal at all. I'm, yeah, I'm, so you actually you actually did see them in, in SOA? Yeah, yes, I have. And... Um, I saw the young girl. Um, that's who I saw under a, a bright. I mean, the moon was so bright. Um, you know, it cast shadows. So, yes, sir. So, and I, I did not see um, any Bigfoots in. So I did, um, and I told my story is that um, we went down there. Um, and we we actually found fingerprints with thermal ridges on on the the gifting bowls to use match term yeah. and uh um that was compelling to me. We found indentations you know of something heavy had had been in the area. We found what looked like a large foot shaped impression on the trail mm-hmm. but and and uh one morning we found one of the apples had been moved. Out, was out of the bowl and was sitting down the trail 20, 30 feet from where the bowls were and um, had not been carried by teeth. It was The apple was really in pristine condition um, other than the fact that it was dirty on the bottom where it had been looked to me like it had been set. And what people, you know, people, I, I know I've, I've seen the conversations about uh, soa and, you know, that it's, that it's raccoons and, and I like I could not, in in my opinion of what the assessment of of the food bowls was, that it did not appear to be um, 
small animals or or, or known animals because of uh, you know lack of uh, there was actually a uh, one of the, the peanut butter sandwiches in there was it to me looked like the bread had actually been bent back and the bread actually looked like it had been pinched together by fingers and yeah. uh, the pe- and part of the peanut butter scooped out it did you know it, the bread wasn't chewed on and it was we- and to me that was weird can i say that it was bigfoot yeah. no i didn't see a bigfoot do it so um and i did yeah. not have the the um i did not share the experience of of seeing uh Bigfoot, any Bigfoot up there at the time. So, but you don't, you know, and it, it, it's an interesting area. And my first, my first um, experience up there, you know, I didn't know Matt. I only, I only knew him from the summit, and I kind of just, um, you know, I, I was skeptical, um, like anybody would be. You know, you hear things, you know, every day once you do something, you're automatically a hoaxer or whatever. And I, you know, I mean, again, I just, I'm like, oh, what do I got to lose? I don't know this guy, and he doesn't know me, and I get to go, and, you know, we're up there, and you, you know how to get there, and and it's, it's, it's hard to try to relay to someone that, you know, okay, I was there. I, you know, I was in Matt's presence the whole time. Um, um, you, it's not that easy to get to, but then it's like um, you you know, it's not like a big vast forest. I mean, we were up on top of a hill, like on top of a mountain, that ridge, you know, a ridge line, and so it's mm-hmm. not like easy to get around. I, it's hard for me to explain it because I'm not like a mountain person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then. The, that first night, you know, it's 20-degree weather. I'm miserable, and I'm, like, questioning myself. What am I doing up here? It is freezing cold. It hurts it's so cold up here. I'm just about standing in the fire, and all of a sudden a rock hits, and I'm like, wait a minute. You know, Matt's right in front of me playing on Facebook, and I'm like, dude, did you just not hear a rock hit your truck? You, there's no trees hanging over your truck. I mean, it skipped across your truck, dude. What is that? And he's just like, they're here. And... You know, when you feel those vibrations and hear them running, it's like you know what it wasn't. But, I mean, this doesn't have to do with a a sighting. It has to do with just an experience this first time. And then you hear them whispering and mumbling and talking, and, you know, it's time to sleep. And, you know, we slept out on cots. And all night, at my 3 o'clock all night, I'm hearing a girl whispering. All freaking night. And I'm thinking. And I'm looking. I see Matt. He's snoring away. And I'm like, okay, he's laying there. You know, he either either had a recorder. You know, he didn't have a recorder down there because I climbed down there and climbed back up. And, you know, there's it's no funny business going on here. Um, okay, uh, maybe somebody has a little girl up here. Okay, it's 20 degrees. And that three o'clock position is a cliff. Okay, how unlikely or how likely is that to happen? You've been there. You know the area. You you mm-hmm. tell me. And then, and then, I hear a tree get pushed over, and I'm like, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm like, going, okay, we're gonna die. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> this was early in my whatever. 
Um, and that was about 3 a.m., but I still hear this little girl whispering, talking. I'm not sleeping because I'm too freaked out to sleep. And some something, somebody is replying to her whispering. I mean, I hear that. I hear little rocks clacking together. I hear little sticks, you know, uh, getting hit together. Matt's there right beside me, snoring away. And at one point, I'm, I'm thinking I'm drifting off to sleep, and I, I thought I was dreaming that she was at the foot of my cot, and she said something that kind of woke me up out of my slumber. And at that time, I'm, I wasn't sure if it was a dream or not. Listen to the audio. There she is, up close from you know a parabolic microphone's perspective. You hear it close, and she was at the foot of my cot, and she did say something. And, um, mm. yeah, and she likes you. It's, I don't, well, and you know what she said, and I didn't know this until months after. Um, she said, it sounds like she says, Nipkia, N-I-P-Kia, Nipkia. That's what it sounds like, at least to me. And I think, I think it was Sarah Brown or somebody that was looking up old Salish Native American words and stumbled across a word, nipkia, which means to bring a friend or brought a friend. So if this stuff is legit, okay, if this stuff's on the up and up, then they know Matt. He's been going up there for years. She sees me. Oh, look, he brought a friend. At least that's my interpretation if it's on the up and up. At any time, I could have, you know, because most of the night, I mean, it's so cold, I'm hiding in my sleeping bag because I'm freezing, plus I'm freaked out. I'm not BSing, mm-hmm. you know. And at any time, I could have, you know, looked. I mean, I did look, like, up in the stars a couple times, but, you know, I mean, I'm I'm really going through some weird stuff from all the th- things that were happening that first night. It was just insane, at least to me it was. And um, I was never forbidden to go anywhere, well, except for that one spot, wink, wink. And, um, (laughs) you know, and I mean, it's not like anybody was trying to keep me from discovering anything. Um, I don't know if yours was a similar experience when it came to, um, you know, um, what Matt said you couldn't, couldn't do. Um, So without trying to say, hey, it's a Bigfoot, everything's a Bigfoot, it's Bigfoot, everything's Bigfoot, that Mm -hmm. first five days... And, you know, when you spend a, a five days alone with someone on a mountain, you kind of get to know them a little bit and what they are and are not capable of. I don't think Matt's capable of doing some of the things that he's been accused of. Now, I'm not talking about portals or anything like that. I'm just talking about what mm-hmm. I've experienced up there because that's all I can do. I don't think Matt is capable of hoaxing anything that I've experienced up there. I don't think anybody is. Because if you walk through that terrain around that perimeter, it's, Noisy, right? Right. No, it's snap, stick, crack. I wouldn't hear that. I mean, you might hear an occasional snap, but when when I would hear the running and it's shaking the ground, I'm not hearing the snapping of like when I would just walk through that same area. But the sighting up there was um, another interesting experience but it was under moonlight and um i had the dog at my feet and when i saw 
what I assumed would be a young female Sasquatch run across the road at the 6 o'clock position, the dog was growling and barking at that same direction when I saw it happen, and it was a quick, it was just a quick zoom, you know. Mm-hmm. But things were happening that whole night, and I did have, and, and actually Matt was sick, and um, I'd offered to take him home. He couldn't handle the drive home. I put him up in a hotel, and he, and, and then I went back up with um, um, Mike Kincaid and his son. And every time something would happen, I would ask Mike, "If did, okay, did you hear anything just now?" And you know, he would either confirm or deny. And most of them were confirmations. Actually, I believe all of them were confirmations. Yes, I did hear that. That you just heard at the two o'clock position. I just heard that. And it went on all night. Anyway. So there's something. I mean, and I, I, I'm of the opinion that that there's something going on in, so, uh, in terms of of there being squatches up there. Yeah. The I mean, whole, I can't talk uh, about the, the portals. Right. And, you know, I know Matt's an outspoken person and, right. and opinionated, and, and I hate it when, um, you know, my friends are, are you know, having issues with each other because then, you know, that puts, you know, me in the middle and it's just like, okay, I like you and then I like you and, and you guys don't like each other, and and you know what right. do I do? Well, and that's and um, the Matt, Matt it's, it's the difficulty for me is the the lack because I I was under the impression when we had found evidence that the evidence would be processed independently, and we have a conclusion about what you know what we had found, and that never happened. Oh yeah. And that, so and that to me is uh, is not really. I mean that you can't say that you're um, having doing something scientific when when you're really having uh, you having experience up, up for basically for an experience, and that's fine too. Yeah, if that's what you're you're uh, attempting to do, but to collect yeah. evidence and and never process it to me is is not practicing science that's so yeah so my question you. Yeah. When, when you when you heard what you perceived to be um the female at, at the end of your bed uh, at the end of your bed where you thought you were dreaming did you ever see her not that not at that point time yeah not at that right. point that, that yeah my first trip up there you know um mm-hmm. but you know i mean had I wanted to, I could have, you know, surprise. But I was just right. frankly, I was too freaked out. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and none of but, us know what we're going to do when we're in that position, and it's your first, you know. It, I went up with no expectations. I didn't. Uh, we. It was a little bit different. I think the first night we were up there, Matt went around and played music, and and was and was claiming that you know they were belly crawling up and that he could see them from where his vantage point and Mike and I were stayed in chairs to not, you know. And the second night we were actually, it was supposed to be that uh, that Mike and I were, we would all take turns going around and playing the music so we would have had a, maybe a different experience and it poured yeah. buckets. So, um, uh, so we didn't get to do that. 
poor Mike yeah. got to sleep in the rain. It was kind of funny. But, uh, but no, I mean, it, no, it, I gotta, it's... I, I, oh, go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, John. When that trip that he was sick, mm-hmm. and I had seen the young girl run across the, the road just briefly, and then the dog started barking. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was there to show Mike Kincaid Matt's routine because I by then I'd been there a few times and I just knew how he did things like you know like you know putting his food bo- gifting bowls together et cetera et cetera. So I was basically there just to to show him how to do it. And mm-hmm. that night I'm like, okay, I am not. I'll play music, but I'm not gonna go as close to the perimeter as Matt does. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to do it. Just, I, you know, freaked out. Okay. Deal with it. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and so I start doing the music and I'm like, I am not going to go into the trailhead like he does. I'm not going to do any of that. And then all of a sudden I just get this and okay, I don't want to sound cosmic because I'm not cosmic or anything, but I just I got this euphoric feeling all over me. Okay. And it's like I didn't care. And I started going to the you know, the edge of the perimeter and into the trailhead like I said I was not going to do because I was too freaked out to. But um but you know that happened, and and I don't know if it was just my mind, you know, uh, messing with myself. But I mean, it was a total euphoric, and I know euphoria. Okay, um, and so I ended up doing that. I ended up going through the trailhead, playing the music, like I said I wouldn't do. It's like <laughs> there was no more fear. I don't know if that's anything. Not that I have no idea. I'm just stating what I felt. Very good. Well, you guys hung up, didn't close. No, I did not <laughs> hang up. <laughs> um, the show's over. See ya. <laughs> no, but it's, it, I mean, it. I, I think there's, in my opinion, there's there's something else happening and that I, I'm not, not, not sure what what the connection between Bigfoot. I, I lean more towards what um, Adam and uh, and John believe that there was uh, whatever they experienced was not uh, was not a positive thing. Uh, Adam told me personally that it was the worst worst night of his life. So yeah, I heard um, that. I heard that. You know, Matt, Matt can poo poo that all he wants, and his you know, and he and I had a little go back and forth about it because I. When I first asked him about it, he, his his mantra is it's not demonic, and I like well, you know, how do you know? We can we yeah we agree we'll have to agree to, because his rationale is that I've woken up every morning and I, I at one point said well, maybe you serve their purpose better by waking up every by being alive than being dead. So wow, I don't think yeah. he had much to say. <laughs> so yeah. um, anyway, it, it's an interesting topic. Um, and uh, we'll have to uh, chat about it when we see each other at the summit. We're just about out of time, John. We really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, hey, thanks for, Mark for calling for in. And just, 
then thanks for letting me on and talk and um you know i i appreciate everything you guys do for the summit and um i hope to see you there i hope i didn't scare anybody off i mean you know i experienced what i experienced i don't know what to define it as but um you know it's not portals and stuff like that but um yeah there's yeah, more, the summit's going to be great <laughs> all right john we will see you at the summit, and, and thanks, everybody, for joining us um, this Sunday on Monster X. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John.